It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Hey, hey, hey. Hi there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Speedway Show today. We are going to talk about cycling. Yes, did you say cycling? Yes, I sure did. I said cycling, that's what we're going to talk about today. And what I'm going to give you is an instruction. And my instruction is the title of today's show. Cycle 50 miles every day. What? Did you say? Yes. Yes, I did. Cycle 50 miles every day. I'm going to tell you a story. And that story is actually what inspired this show. A lot of people ask me, you know, how do you get ideas for the show? The answer is they happen, well, I get ideas from everywhere, actually. And many times I get ideas from my own experiences. I get ideas from things that happen in my life and the lives of others. I get ideas from talking to people. Um, And I also get requests from people who um, have particular things that they want me to talk about, and then I uh, often will go off and I'll do some research and I'll come back and I do a show on it. Uh, Actually, that was the reason I did a a series on Tame My Children, and um, I did a series on uh, When the Marriage Falls Apart, because uh, I was inspired by a friend of mine who was going through a uh, decline, a serious decline in his marriage, and he and his wife are actually separated now. And I thought, now, what would I say to him if I could just sit him down and have a conversation? And uh, that inspired the show. Cycle 50 Miles Every Day was inspired by a situation that I ran into not too long ago, and it went like this. When I was in law school, I did not have a car. I cycled everywhere. I cycled to work. I cycled to uh, the mall. I cycled to school, to law school. Everywhere I needed to go, I had this bike that I used. And the bike was actually a gift from a, I think it was a, uh, it was either a birthday or a Christmas gift, I forget which, but I was dating this guy at the time, and for my birthday, he gave me this bike. And it was actually a pretty nice bike. Um, and at the time, it, it's a it's a 12-speed speed bike, and it's one of those bikes that have uh, the, the tires come off the bike, and it's actually pretty light uh, as bikes go. So anyway, um, I've got this bike, and I we went everywhere. I still have the bike. It's a Saint-Tropez. It's a you know, gold and black. It's a very nice bike. I love my bike. My bike and I have been through all sorts of things. My bike is older than my children. Um, so I have this bike, and I used to bike everywhere, and I was, in, I was actually in terrific shape, not realizing that it was actually because I cycled everywhere. And um, then, of course, I... Uh, graduated from law school, got a little bit of money, bought myself a car. Then I drove everywhere. Uh, wasn't quite in the greatest shape after that, but I drove everywhere. It was convenient, didn't think much about it. Fast forward 
over 20 years later, uh, I now have a car, I have a motorcycle, and one day I'm sitting on my motorcycle and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's summertime, the sun is out, it's a beautiful day, and I had taken my uh, motorcycle and ridden over to the grocery store to, to do a little grocery shopping. I'm sitting at a traffic light and I think to myself, self, it would be much better if you actually used your bicycle to go to the grocery store compared to the motorcycle because you'd get more exercise. And at the end of the day, I remembered how great a shape I was in. And at the time in college, I wasn't intentionally setting out to actually work out. I was just running around doing my errands and that sort of thing. So I decided this summer I was going to recommit myself to my bicycle. And so I was going to take up spinning classes. Never took spinning classes in in my life before. And uh, you know how sometimes in life what happens to you is when you make a decision to focus on something, you just seem to keep running into people who are in that same situation or who knows about that thing that you want to focus on. Well, that's what happened to me. I decided I was going to take up spinning, and I and I encountered a gentleman who had been cycling for quite a while now. As you can always tell, people who've been cycling for a while and people who are like serious cyclists, because they have these legs, right? They look like horses' legs, and they're muscular, and they are... Um, um, they, they're, they're just tight, and, and their booties are tight, and the, the thighs are just happening, and they're just like pa-pow, pa-pow, and there's just muscle everywhere, right? And they just look absolutely amazing, yeah? That was what I wanted. I was like, I want legs like that. And and, and sometimes they have they have legs like frogs, right, where you have this, person who's got the small upper torso, and then they've got these giant thighs that are just, as you can see, it's not fat, right? They're just so muscular because of how much they bike. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking, so I'm looking at this guy, and I'm thinking, well, clearly he's a biker, so you know he can give me some tips and some information about riding. And one of the things he said to me was um, that when you ride, he said there's a, there's a pretty simple difference between winners and losers, and it's not that great a difference, actually. He said, when you think about cycling, because it's such a stress on your thighs, your quadriceps, your hamstrings, there are a lot of people who would tend to want to give up. And he had cycled his first marathon, and it almost killed him to do it. But uh, he said, you know, the difference between winners and losers is that losers We'll get to a certain point of pain, and then they'll stop. Winners push through the pain, they ignore the pain, and they focus on the goal. I'm going to make it from here to that tree down the road. I'm going to make it from here to that goalpost. I'm going to make it from here until the song on my iPod finishes, and then I'm going to make it through the next song. And they, keep, they just push through it, push through it, push through it. They just keep going. And that's the difference between winners and losers. The winners get to the finish line, and um, the losers just kind of quit in between, and they just stop. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. So um, there was a um, Ironman bikeathon that was coming up. 
Now, I didn't actually know about it, but this was when spring finally broke in Minnesota and the weird, you know, days of snow in April that we thought were really strange were behind us, and we thought that was all that there was until, of course, we got the weird snowy days of May. But be that as it may, this particular weekend, it was going to be a decent weekend, and um, there was this Ironman bike-a-thon that was going to go on. And uh, I met another friend of a friend of mine, and we happened to be talking the day before the um, – no, on a Friday, and, and the Ironman was that Sunday. And so he says to me, oh, uh, what kinds of things do you like to do? I met him for the first time. We'd just been introduced, and I said, oh, well, you know, I have two bikes. I have a motorcycle, and I have a, a bicycle, and I like to ride both. And he said, oh, you have a bicycle. Well, are you going to be in the Ironman on Sunday? And I said, what is that? He said, well, you know, you can join us. It's a it's a 50. We're going to ride a 50-mile um, loop, and uh, you're free to come. And I thought, 50 miles? Wait just a minute. I just decided that I was going to start cycling for real this season. I mean, this is like cycling as in more than just I'm going to go two miles down to the grocery store and back. I'm going to go three miles down to the gym and back. Um, I, I've never done any serious cycling, but, you know, I've committed that I'm going to do it, but, you know, you don't start with 50 miles. That's just insane. So I looked at him, ha, 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 very nice. No, thank you. I'm not going to be doing that. Well, the following day, I went to my very first spinning class, and I hooked up with Brian, my spinning coach, whom I liked instantly, very nice man, and uh, just had a way with the class. It was a pretty full class, and he found his way to every single uh, person in that class at least two or three times. And um, he was very good at what he did. As you could, you can always tell, you know, when when you're going to get sports training, you always want to get a trainer who looks at least as good as you want to look, if not better. So Brian looked better than I ever wanted to look. And so I thought, yep, this is the guy. I'm sure he's doing other things besides just uh, spinning, but, you know, this is a good place to start. So I thoroughly enjoyed the spinning class. I uh, cycled, and for those of you who wonder what spinning is, spinning is what they call the bike classes that you go to at the gym. So you're on a stationary bike, and uh, you're sort of imagining they got the music on, and your 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 biking coach is telling you to imagine you're going up the hill, so you turn the dial that increases the tension on the bike, and you're going downhill, so you get to turn the tension down, and the whole class is you doing basically interval bike training with different levels of te- of tension. And uh, you sit on the saddle, you get up, you lean forward, you put your hips back, you get into that aerodynamic pose, and and off you go, man. Just imagine yourself going up that mountain. You're going, you're going up that mountain. Woo! Tension is high, and you're going to get it. You're going to get there. Get it, get it, get it, get it. And you finally get to the top of that hill, and now you get to go down. Woo! And so that's what spinning is all about. And I thought, ooh, this is kind of fun. I like this. So at the end of the class, an hour later, and this is the first time I've ever cycled for an hour. Well, not ever. First time I've cycled for an hour since my days back in law school. And uh, he says, oh, by the way, there's some of us that are going to the Ironman tomorrow. You can register. I got registration information. And so I start to think about the Ironman. And I thought, you know what, maybe I should try it, especially when I found out that actually you could pick 
how fast and how far you were going to go. There was, you could go on a 15-mile course, one five, which I thought, oh, okay, I might be able to do that. You could do 25 miles, 50, 75, 100. I thought to myself, well, gee, I think I might be able to do 15 miles. Mm, I don't know. I kind of thought about it. And one of my um, friends, who my new spinning friends, pointed out to me that actually when you spend an hour in a spinning class, that is about the equivalent of about 20 miles is about what you would do in a spin class if you're sort of following directions and doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I thought to myself, ha, if I can do 20 miles, and I did 20 miles and didn't really feel it. I mean, I I did it and it was fine, but I wasn't in pain. It was a bit of a challenge when the tension was up, but I didn't get off that bike thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, right? So I thought, well, if that's the case, if that was a 20-mile spin for an hour, and I I did so well, I know I can definitely do 15 miles. Now, I had, not too long before, I'd actually fallen off my bike going around a corner because Minneapolis weather is a little unpredictable, and one day I got up, I was going to cycle to the gym, and there was just enough of a dusting of ice on the ground that uh, I was slow as I went down the street and I was contemplating whether or not I really should be trying to ride my bike to the gym because I'm looking at the road conditions and it's early morning and it's looking kind of iffy. And as I came around the first corner at the end of my street, slow down, way down, attempted to navigate that corner and the wheels of that bike just went out from under me, and down went my Santro Pay, my 23-year-old, 23, 22, 23-year-old bike uh, that I loved so well just came out from under me, and down we both went. I jumped up, looked around, made sure there were no cars coming, and immediately turned that bike around and went back home. So my bike was feeling like it was a little bit off. The the wheels felt like they were a little bit out of alignment, so off I went to the bike shop to turn it in so they could, uh, you know, get my little baby all fixed up. In the meantime, I decide that uh, I'm going to see about another bike and, you know, what are bikes doing these days? Um, so I got a hybrid, which is sort of a a cross between a mountain bike and a speed bike. And um, it's got sturdier tires because I'd had a couple of flat tires with my speed bike, and so I uh, wanted something that was definitely going to be sturdier. So got myself this bike, and uh, I was at Mike's Bike Shop, is the name of the the shop that I went to in Prior Lake here in Minnesota. And uh, Mike was just happened to be the one who helped me with my bike. Very nice man. So if you're ever looking for a bike, you should go to Mike's Bike Shop in Prior Lake. But um, Mike asked me about, again, asked me about the marathon. So he is probably like the third or fourth person who's asked me if I'm going to this Ironman bike-a-thon thing. And by this time, I'm I'm being, you know, convinced that this is actually a good thing to do, especially now that I've got my newfound confidence with the 20-mile spinning class, right? Because, you know... <laughs> How hard can it be? So I just decided, yes, I'm going to go, and you could register that day. And uh, so, okay, Iron Man, here I come, all excited, right? So off I go, 
and um, purchased my hybrid bike, got uh, the the padded shorts, you know, because, uh, of course, you know, your booty's going to hurt after you've been riding, you know, several miles on hills and gravel and everything else. I got myself a brand-new outfit and a helmet. Ooh, I look good, Jack. And uh, if you go to speedway.com, I'll, I'll, I'll post uh, a picture <laughs> of what I looked like that day. But, yes, honey, I was happy. I was excited with my brand-new bike. Posted it on uh, to my Facebook friends. Hey, you think I should go? Oh, yes, 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 says my best friend, Renee. You should go. You should absolutely go. And uh, why? You can you can nail it. I just saw you. We had gone on vacation together in Mexico, and I had climbed up these, you know, hundred and some odd steps to go to the top of the Mayan temple. Why, I saw you on the steps. I know you can do it. Go for it. So having been sufficiently egged on by some of my friends on Facebook, I decided, yep, yep, I'm going to do it. And uh, my friend Herschel Herndon, who is a runner, I mean like a serious runner, this dude runs marathons and everything else. Renee does too, actually. But Herschel said, oh, yes, you can absolutely do it. Very encouraging, right? And these are people whose opinions I really respect because – they know what it is to to get up and run a, a 5k, a 10k, a 30k. Um, so these are these are people who know something about what I'm about to embark on. So I decide, yes, yes, I'm going to go do it. And uh, I have committed now that I'm going to do the 25 mile route because I figure if I can do 20 in the gym roughly, then I ought to be okay with the 25 miles. Next morning, Sunday morning, I'm standing in line waiting to register, and I'm, there I am, totally psyched. I mean, really excited with all these other bikers, and um, we are just, woo-hoo, this is an exciting day, Jack, because I am there ready to do my 25-mile my ride. I'm standing in line and strike up a conversation with the person in front and behind me. And I start explaining, oh, this is my first time. I've never ridden a bike and this Iron Man thing. I just thought, you know, I just thought it would be a good start to my summer, on and on, blah, 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 blah. And uh, then, you know, there's nothing like people to egg you on to pump up your ego. What? You're only doing 25? Why? You can probably do 50. Well, look at you. You're in such good shape. And, of course, what do I say? Mm, yes, I am, aren't I? I bet I could probably do 50. So by the time the conversation is over, I have now registered myself for the 50-mile trek. How hard can it be? <laughs> Famous last words. So off I go and uh, get on my bike, and I do my 50 miles. And um, the first 25 felt pretty good. We were, you know, it felt like it was mostly either flat or downhill. It was it was a nice course. The wind was at my back, so you got this nice tailwind, if one at all. It's going pretty well. Feeling pretty groovy, you know. Cycle, cycle, here we go. Now, I did notice I wasn't very fast, and I completely blamed it on my hybrid bike because everybody knows that hybrids are not as fast as speed bikes. And... um I am going along, and there are all these people who are just passing me, man. Shoot, shoot, shoot. They're going past. And the only really great thing about what I had done was that I had started on the course early enough in the morning that um, I figured after everybody had passed me, it would be okay because 
all of the people who started after me would probably also catch up to me, but there wouldn't be enough of them passing because I started at about 8, and there were still people starting at 9, 9.30, maybe as late as 10 o'clock. So I figured, hey, okay, uh, so I'm not going to be the very last person who comes in. We get a rest break at the 25-mile point. I'm thinking to myself at this point, you know, actually 25 miles would have been a pretty good clip because I'm feeling okay, but I'm tired. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if I'm only halfway, I'm feeling a little bit scared now. But I have to do it because at the end of the day, you know, my car is over there at the end of the route and it's almost a you know it's not a it's not a circle but you know you're almost exactly halfway between where you started from and where you left so you can't go back and i had no idea how to get back anyway i mean i had my gps on my phone but um i figured it was just a whole lot easier to just keep following the rest of the bikers on the trail and just keep going so at that point it's like okay go back can't go back um I could have asked them to give me a ride back, but I didn't want to do that because I, I undertook to do this. I wanted to finish. I was committed. So I get on my bike, and off we go. Whoo-wee, chap. Was that a difficult last 25 miles? So on the front end, my average speed had been about 16 miles an hour. And on the back end, the wind was blowing, and there were so many hills. One would think that every time you go up a hill, you got to go down, right? Not necessarily. You might go up a hill and just go flat and then have a little bit of a downward curve right before you have to go up again. And it was hard. It was hilly. And the wind was blowing so hard at you, partly because it was a headwind, so it's pushing directly against you as you're going. And because you're trying to move at a faster clip than if you're just walking, the harder the wind is pushing. And I remember feeling like I was just killing myself. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I, and I, and I feel like, man, I'm, I'm sweating. The wind is blowing. It's really hard. Woof, I am just moving. Man, I'm just doing it. And I looked down. At my speedometer, now remember, I was doing an average of 16 miles an hour before. I look down, and I'm doing, for all that pushing and carrying on, I look down, and I'm going six miles an hour. And so I'm now calculating in my head how long it's going to take me to finish these last 25 miles, and it just ain't looking too pretty. And I am just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. And... um it was a battle. The last 25 miles were so hard, and it was such a battle. And there were times when I'd go up the hill, and I refused to walk because everybody's so, you know, there are some of those cyclists with those legs like frogs and horses, and they're on their speed bikes, and they're just shoom, shoom, shoom. They're just going past me still, even up the hill at, at, at mile 30, at mile 35, they're still. And they're sitting on their bikes chit-chatting with each other, and I'm just like, how? How, how do you do that? There are people on unicycles who actually apparently some of them did the 100 miles. 
And so I, I just refuse. I refuse to walk. I refuse to be defeated. And I figure all I'm all I want to do is just finish. At this point, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. My butt hurts. My thighs hurt. Everything hurts because when you're on a bike, what you realize is you use your whole body. You use your core to keep you balanced. You use your arms to help you navigate, especially up those hills, especially when the wind is blowing. Everything in your body is working, and it is killing me. And um, I was going, I was going, I felt like I was moving, I was moving, and um, it felt like 10 minutes later I still hadn't clocked a new mile. So it was a battle. It was a hard battle. The whole way it was hard. Then I get to mile 45, and and, and in my head I'm thinking, I've got to finish. I'm so close. I can't call somebody to come get me now. I have passed all these bikers. Some of them, their bikes fell apart, the tires got flattened uh for some of them their bodies just kind of let out on them their their thighs seized up i mean there are people on the roads we got to these uh railway tracks and a whole bunch of people just fell out at the railway tracks and i just feel like at this point i'm like the little turtle um the the story of the tortoise and the hare i'm the tortoise because I may be slow, but I'm still on my bike. My bike is still intact, and we are going. We are at 45 miles, and, man, we're just going to finish this thing. And uh, so I did. I'm just going to get to that tree. I'm going to just finish the song, whatever I had to do, but I did it. And I uh, got to mile 50, and I was not at the end of the, 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 the route, and I was mad. What? This was supposed to be 50 miles. I have I, I hit 50. I expected to be done. Turns out it was more like 52, 53 miles. Finally, I finished, and I was so exhausted that when I when I got home, I sat in my car for an hour because I didn't have the energy to get out. When I did, the, I left the bike, the purse, everything in the car in the garage. I just walked into the house flopped on the couch, and I slept for three hours. The only reason I got up off that couch was to get up, go to bed, and I slept a full night's sleep. I was that tired, and everything hurt. Man! But I tell you what, I did not know I could do it. I had not known I could do it. And I also found out when I talked to Brian, my coach, uh, my spinning coach afterwards, as well as some of my other friends who had done it, that actually this is one of the most difficult courses in Minnesota. What you don't know can help you, because if I had known that, I never would have done it. So this is why I say to you, I want you to have that kind of application to something that you do every day. Cycle 50 miles every day. Imagine if you had that kind of willpower, that kind of victory, that kind of push in something that you do and apply yourself every single day. You will not know what you are capable of until you try. If you had told me even the day before that I could ride 50 miles out of the box on the on the strength of one spinning class and 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 you know um the fact that I was in reasonable shape because I had been, you know, going to the gym and doing, you know, cardio and stuff, I would have laughed and I would have never believed it. You will not know what you're capable of until you really commit to it and you have no choice but to go the distance. I had to finish the race because that was the only way I was going to get to my car and go home. Had I been on a treadmill or in the gym, I would have simply stopped and quit. But I had to push through it. You have not given it your all until you fall exhausted on that couch and able to get up and move for the next few hours completely spent. All the music is gone out of you. Imagine what great shape you would be in if you did that every day or at least 
once a week. You don't know what you can do until you do it. So that is my lesson to all of you today. It helped me, and I think about that every day. How am I going to apply myself like that to my job, to my workout, to my children, to my parenting, to my relationships? How am I going to put everything in it that I have to my time management skills? And it's a challenge, but it's absolutely worth it. So that is what I encourage you to do. Commit yourself to that extent in some area of your life and promise yourself to cycle 50 miles in that area at least once a week, if not every day, and see what kind of results you get. Feel free to send me an email and let me know. But that is my challenge to you today. So this is Speedway saying go in peace. If you want some um, tips, some tools, if you're a cyclist, uh, feel free to visit uh, com or speedway.com, and uh, you will get uh, tools and tips and things uh, of interest as well as pictures of me on the uh, posting for this show. So thank you for listening. This is Speedway saying go in peace and cycle 50 miles every day. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.